Hi, I'm Madonna. I'm your worst nightmare. To rule the world. Why don't you show them what you do, honey? You've never had more fun with anyone else. People, people, we gotta move on to the next song. I'm Somewhere sweet in and I'm a bitch, you know what I mean? And that's always been the way it is. I'm, I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm waiting. Hey, what's up? It's me, Madonna. And you're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast. What's up, whores? <laughs> hey, guys, this is Tony. I see you handle your weapon well. And hey, everybody, it's Stefan. Welcome to another episode of MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna Louise, Veronica Giacconi. This week on the podcast, we are delighted to have actor and comedian Nadia Ginsburg, who you heard open the show. Nadia, welcome to the program. Hello. Thank welcome, you for Nadia. having me. It's my pleasure. My, <laughs> my distinct honor. Have you guys noticed one thing about Madonna that recently she sounds like she hasn't taken out her Invisaligners? Is yes, it, and you what, can you can actually it? you can actually tell in some of the tracks from Madame X, you know, that um she didn't take the tray out. Right? Yeah, she, it's the grills. She loves those grills. Yes, it's very curious. We, But, you know, I everything she does that's off the beaten path and strange, like, is wonderful. What would we mm-hmm. do without her, really? <laughs> Nadia, have you uh, spoken to our boy Guillermo Diaz lately? Um, you know, we were going to do a photo shoot. I met him because... Um, Ryan Stanford, a photographer friend who's a, a mutual friend, brought him to my show, and um, and we met, and, and he's so lovely, so he's just as warm and kind as he is talented, and he wants to do a photo shoot where I'm Madonna, and he, I don't know yet, we've deci- we haven't decided. We're going to do some kind of photo shoot together. Um, What's he going to do? He uh, he'll play like my uh, my lover, I guess, in it. Like, <laughs> like maybe we'll make fun of. I thought it'd be funny to make fun of or pay homage. To, yes. Do you remember the, what was the ad campaign she did where she's like eating spaghetti, but you know she didn't eat any of that spaghetti. Was it? Oh, it was. The, no, it was Max Factor where. Um, with Raul Bova, it was made for the European market, where she's like getting her makeup done, eating spaghetti. Oh wait, no, no, oh, no. Yeah, she you... did. No, she did do that. Yeah, no, Nadia knows. Oh, you're it... talking. Okay, that was a commercial. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about the black and white Dolce Gabbana, yeah. where she has the brooms and the spaghetti and yeah. the the children yeah. at her knees. Yeah. She was yeah. playing the like Italian mother. Yes. Anna Magnani, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, I love Anna Magnani. Um, you, and I'm half Italian. I'm kind of, it's funny. I, I have some similarities to Madonna. Like her nickname is was Nani when she was little, mm-hmm. my nickname. And she's born with an Italian, uh, she's, uh, her mother's French Canadian, right? And the father's right. Italian. But did you guys read? Of course you did. You read Ch- uh, Christopher Ciccone's book? Oh yeah. Yeah. Tony <laughs> did. I, I decided not to, I didn't want to trade in gossip. Oh, oh my God! Are you kidding me? I bought it, read it, and I passed it around. It was so interesting. Well, what yeah. was one of the most interesting things was that she was brought up in a with a form of Catholicism where there was a respect for the Old Testament. So her 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 Kabbalah is not recent. <laughs> she was studied Judaism and Christianity when she was very young. Um, oh, wow. oh, I also found it interesting, like how when she had, when she got married 
how sort of not nice they she was to Christopher and that what a homophobe guy is and how he had to suffer the slings and arrows of that. Um, he also said nice things about her. He said that, you know, he would wake up in the middle of the night and they lit, I don't know, I guess they lived together in New York, maybe, mm-hmm. that she would be up reading books. She's, she was always educating herself, you know, um, so it wasn't, it was loving. It was critical. Would you got, would you say, but it was loving. There was love. Yeah, I, I, I would say for the most part, it was a, a loving portrait, but there were moments where you could tell he was going off on tangents of like, oh, like he was triggered. And then it just like would, <laughs> you know, hit some kind of a zenith that, you know, you're like, oh, wow, he really was upset with her. But yeah. one big takeaway I got from that book was um, his really strange relationship with Demi Moore. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. I, they hung out. Did they used to hang out in Miami? Yeah, he said like in the late 90s when they were all in Miami doing that Miami thing, Demi was down there all the time and she wouldn't leave him alone. She wanted to date him and she would corner <gasps> him. Really? And, um, you know, I'm reading this and I'm dropping the book going like, oh my God, she really is clueless. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'll yeah. have to read this then. Um, oh, well, yeah. Christopher King. You can get it on Amazon you know. for a penny. <laughs> oh, for a penny? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Stop it. Oh, there, there you go. Pandemic <laughs> pandemic reading list is starting. But listen, before we go any further, will yeah. you please be a gentleman and introduce Nadia properly? Yes. Oh, oh. Uh, yes. For those oh. of you not familiar with Nadia, um, Nadia is an actress, comedian, and writer based in L.A. She got her start in the comedy scene in New York and is best known for some of her impressions of Cher and Ms. Madonna. But she's also shared the stage with people such as Sarah Silverman, Amy Poehler. She's been on TV as a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race and Two Broke Girls. She's also been in films such as the Ben Stiller-produced feature Friendsgiving. She just finished a sold-out run in London of her latest solo show, Anxious and Dangerous. And you can see her web series titled, very appropriately, Madonna Longs, which is currently streaming on YouTube. So, Yay. Streaming kind of made me think of golden showers, but that's because I'm naughty. <laughs> well, and you know, like Madonna says... Urine is a disinfectant, you know, I think you can. Well, yeah, you can drink it if you're like in, if you're, um, <laughs> this is where you, this is what you wanted to talk about on your podcast, right? You can yeah. drink your own urine. Like uh, Kevin, but- Co- like Kevin Costner in Waterworld. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that was my only takeaway from that movie is that. You know, anyone who says that movie's neat. Gotta go. <laughs> uh, so we've got a lot of different entry points to talk about with Nadia. Tony, where would would you like to start, Tony? Well, I mean, one of the things that the first time I saw Nadia was in a little film called Adam and Steve. And I was like, who is that girl? You know, like, who is she? You know, and then the name pops up, you know, every now and then, and then Madonna logs. And I was like, oh my God, you know, she's incredible. I still have not had a chance to go see you perform live, but I mean, you surround yourself with some amazing people. Um, like you've shared the stage with some of like, you know, the, the most amazing female, you know, comedians like Lily Tomlin. And, you know, we've mentioned Sarah Silverman and also Roseanne Barr and, you know, and then also let's not forget about, you know, the gay comedians that I'm obsessed with, like, you know, the funniest guys like Sam Camp pancake, Jack Plotnick, Drew Drogi, Greg Chester. But, Let's talk about your last tour, Anxious and Dangerous. Like, yes. what was the content like? How did you get inspired for that? And 
Um, do you throw Madonna in there in your show or is that separate from your stand-up show? Well, you know, it's funny. I, uh, and I've said this before to understand what my show is now. Uh, there's a great quote and it's, uh, it's going to sound very pedantic. Um, but <laughs> I'll say it in a Madonna voice. It was, it was about vaudeville and there's a, it, Edwin Royal wrote, he was, uh, there was a, I'll, I'll break. I'll be me. Vaudeville was referred to as a lunch counter type of art, right? So it, like a lower form of art. But then again, art is so vague and lunch is so real. <laughs> and, and the reason I say it is that, um, you know, I, okay. Oh God. Okay. And someone wants, someone wants attention. More, yeah. And the reason I say this is because, um, I ended up doing Madonna sort of by accident. I have a weird talent for doing impressions. It's how I came out to Los Angeles and actually how I met Jackie Beat, who is a, mm-hmm. one of my closest friends. Is It was a, a sketch comedy show sort of for tweens, and it had some very talented people, Jennifer Lee Cox from the Brady Bunch movie, yeah. and mm-hmm. Danielle Gaither, who's now in the black version, and but was on Mad TV, and... Um, but I didn't actually know that I could do all these characters until they would be assigned to me. And I found I have this weird talent for it. But the first thing I ever did when I was in New York in my 20s was stand-up. But when mm-hmm. I started doing stand-up, it was, even a, it was even more of a boys' club than it was now. Like, I'd have uh, female comedians tell me that they'd take classes and the teacher would tell them to put Band-Aids on their nipples. And, uh, like, there's a reason that Sarah Silverman and uh, Janine Garofalo dress like their kid brother, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, when, when uh, Chelsea Handler posed in Playboy, that was a really big deal because... Mm-hmm. When you're, uh, and I am, I'm cute, I'm sexy, I'm not some like raving, uh, gorgeous model, but if you were someone very beautiful, like say Whitney Cummings, you know, that when you're very beautiful and very talented, it it sucks because the male comedians are jealous, you're getting attention for Mm -hmm. that. If you're in a comedy club and there is a couple, right, a man and his girlfriend, and the the man is not going to laugh too hard at the drop dead gorgeous woman who's or feminine woman um the gay the again uh it was it was just a a very treacherous landscape for a woman and uh, because i had this weird talent for doing characters i sort of ended up on the lower east side with more of the alternative comedians i got Mm -hmm. to work on this show came out to la in 2000 to be on this uh, network television show on the warner brothers network And when it was done, I started doing my variety show, which was basically a bunch of original characters and some impressions. It was like a Bobka, the former mail order bride bikini waxer, and a (laughs) child star named Amber Amber, who was sort of like really rough around the edges that was actually on that show. Uh, An Italian housewife, Marianne Mangiacavallo. And I'd have the the impressions in there, but when I saw... uh, that the the appeal of the Madonna impression, especially with the gay audience, I said I made a business move. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, instead of calling it Nodulogs or Bikini Wax, with hosted by Bobka, the Bikini Waxer, let me call it Madonna Logs. Let me get them in the door that way. And then I do my thing. And I did that for many years, seven or eight years. 
And I started to get a little bit depressed because I felt like um, I wasn't getting to be myself, you know, even though mm-hmm. when I'm doing Madonna and Cher, it's not them. <laughs> it right. is me, you know, so it's sort of like Dorothy. I'm trying to wrap this up uh, tersely. That, 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 and then I wrote for Joan Rivers, which was a turning point where I took the skills that I wrote for writing for Madonna, for Joan, and that mm-hmm. sort of gave me the courage to say, no, I want to feel what it's like to stand on stage as me. And I was mm-hmm. really scared because I thought they don't, people don't want to see me. You know, they want Madonna, they want Cher. And what I found, so about three, two and a half years ago, I threw out all the characters. I came out on stage as myself and people loved it. And I, they didn't throw tomatoes, but then I found out I am a show pony and I missed the theatricality <laughs> uh-huh. and I love playing those women. I just felt like it was at the expense of me finding my own voice. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I won't go on and on and on for this whole podcast, like this long winded answer anyway. Um, so now my show has evolved to, um, Stand up uh, and Madonna and Cher. And in my stand up, I go in and out of different characters. Um, mm. The inspiration for it, Anxious and Dangerous, was um, just my sort of Jutalian DNA and my, uh, <laughs> my uh, midlife crisis female stand up comedy. And, and then I have Cher and Madonna sort of um, comment on the same themes. So you see those women comment on similar themes. And then I talk about a whole bunch of stuff in my stand-up. Did that well, who, that knew, who knew that you'd be so prolific and sort of like... Talkative and fucking wordy. Let us get a fucking word in. <laughs> no, I meant <laughs> you, you, call, you call your show Anxious and Dangerous. And that was before the pandemic. No, <laughs> no I have to tell you. I did, I, I do t- I did talk about it in my show how... Um, that um, I'm very upset by the Project Runway reboot because, you know, Project Runway without Hi- Heidi and Tim is like, <laughs> you know, a frat party without unconsensual sex, you know. It's right. just <laughs> and so that, that the, the, the challenge I watched was post-apocalyptic fashion, you know, to look like you just crawled out of the rubble, but like in a cute mm-hmm. way. And I, I talk about how we're all sort of masturbating to this doomsday apocalyptic situation because hmm. we have a desire as human animals to connect without a mask and bind, you know, come together because we have to. And I do think in this horrible situation that we really have seen that, even if it's our states, I don't want to get too political, but even our states saying, fuck off, you fucking yeah. orange hemorrhoid. We are <laughs> going, Gavin, now that's a guy, he, he's presidential. We're seeing all these presidential people coming forward. Yep. Uh, you know, so, so yes. Uh, anyway, yeah, I guess I did. I kind of, uh, but everyone's been talking about it, right? We all have this weird sense that something was coming, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, was, it, it, I think I was uh, amazed that we had made it three years into the orange man's presidency without anything this disastrous happening sooner. Yes. I mean, oh boy. But oh, yeah, boy. we, we don't yeah. need to talk politics. No, we, we, live it. We, li- we live it every day. Right. Um, what is, what does Madonna say? Um, what was her in, what was my Instagram revolution? Art for freedom. <laughs> Art for freedom. You want to fix the educational system? Watch Kindergarten Cop. 
Okay. <laughs> That's how you do it. Um, well, but, so yeah. you do, you do yeah. Madonna impressions. I'm curious uh, from, as an expert, how, how do you feel that differs from being a Madonna impersonator? Um, ha- because really I do sing and dance in the show, but she really, Madonna really does stand up. And when most impersonators will take great pains to recreate the outfit exactly and lip sync. Yeah. And so I'm, I created more of a high concept character based high concept. Didn't that mm-hmm. sound highfalutin? Um, but I, but, but I did, it's uh, she's a little like Valerie Cherish sometimes. Yes, like, she is, um, which is, which is what I think what draws me to her because I, I worship the comeback and I am desperate um, for a third season. Oh my God. You know what? My roommate and I were dying over this morning. Do you remember when she gets the dog? <laughs> the puppy? And the puppy. Yes, and the she, puppy. It's in the middle of the night and it's the night cam and she gets scratched. And like, it happened. It happened. <laughs> oh my god and she was the same sort of like someone that you it's interesting like i have um like the gay couple that follows me the the one one of the husbands says i hate madonna and then one says i love her and they say but we both appreciate you and that's like the biggest compliment Mm -hmm. because (laughs) she's you know anytime you become famous you become sort of an elephant man right I mean, you don't get to live in reality. Artists, art, artists need to be, but invisible. But they do like. Uh, I love sitting somewhere and observing people. You know, being in mm-hmm. the world, and you can't when you're that famous. So it kind of makes you. What I'm trying to say is a sort of a lovable monster, and mm-hmm. and, and sort of, and you. No matter what, even when she irritates me, I root for her. Yeah, me too. for Valerie, right? Right. Nadia, I have a question. So a couple of years, a few years ago, uh, I think it was during the Rebel Heart, um, you know, press tour, uh, Madonna went on the Jimmy Fallon show and did stand up comedy. Were you shaking in your boots when that happened? I mean, were you scared for your (laughs) career? Well, well, I predicted she would do stand up comedy, as you know. (laughs) I did it in my web series and two articles were written about how she was copying me and how in episode (laughs) three, I talk about Rocco and his friends. I have friends who are in hair and makeup who tell me she does watch my stuff. And so I, listen, it's so weird. It's like, can this really be fucking happening? But (laughs) many coincidences, like she did that, Mm -hmm. that material girl ad campaign with Lola that looked directly Mm -hmm. aping the one I did with Roseanne with Selene and the one we did mother and child. Then the stand up was weird. Then in Madonna logs, I have Jackie beat appear as B. Arthur as God to Madonna in the bathtub. And B. Arthur says to Madonna, you know, basically stop making music. That's like everything on Rocco's iPad. You want to be a rebel, be a real rebel. You, you want to sing Edith Piaf, sing Edith Piaf. Two weeks later, she sings Edith Piaf. <laughs> I don't know. Mighty because funny. <laughs> the reason I think it is though, is because, um, also, the the first time I did Madonna was on that show Hype, but then the show canceled, and I was waitressing and working a million odd jobs, and like in my in in like my 
mid thirties, I was like, I don't know if I'm up for this, you know, Hollywood's kind of beaten me up. And I was working in a, in a uh, retail store and my friend, Austin Young, photographer and filmmaker is like, I had this dream that um, Madonna and Cher have Britney Spears hogtied and um, they're also all this giant worm. And I was like, let's shoot it. And we shot this series called The Worm. And at the time, okay, Madonna was making a play for Perez Hilton because she was like, okay, what's up with this, you know, super information highway that I must bear back all the way to Bonky Town. And well, you know, she just joined TikTok. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. But and and at the time, so she was making videos like courting Perez Hilton. And at the time he was posting the worm and we were, so she must have seen that mm-hmm. back then. So, um, so basically you're the person responsible for Madonna's career. <laughs> no, what I, 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 I think. Is that how dare Nadia Ginsburg, first of all, <laughs> say that I am stealing from her when she is fucking stealing. How is that even possible? She's fucking stealing from me and then accusing me of stealing from her, stealing from me. Um, <laughs> like all artists theft. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very strange, but at a certain point I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. I, well, I mean, if you'd like to set the record straight for her, I'm, we hope and pray that she listens to the podcast. Maybe now that you're on, she definitely will. <laughs> I know. Right. And I have another question. So how would you weigh in on this longstanding, uh, very subtle feud that Madonna and Cher have had? I mean, I know that Cher went to Madonna's wedding to Sean Penn. So like what happened? I mean, where, where did it go wrong? Yeah. Well, I think to quote Cher, you know, it's 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 not that she's not the most beautiful. It's it's not that she's not the most talented. She just pushes it way further than anyone should. And I find that very interesting coming from someone who's so rude. Listen, no matter what our differences may have been in the past, no matter how rude we or especially you might have been, there's no time like the present. A fucking men. I know from personal experience just how hard it is to reinvent yourself the amount of times that you have. It's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just that, you know. Manners, right? It's, yeah, like, it, it's very interesting. Cher, I read about Cher that the first time she went on stage, she had to be pushed. Sonny pushed her. And Madonna, like no physically one pushed her, physically pushed her because she was so nervous, and and so she had always had a sort of Svengali that was building her up. Yeah, and Madonna, no, yeah. and um, she was. I have heard a lot of stories how she was very unkind and rude, and that's what Cher said that. She, that Madonna came to her house, right? As, as you were referring. Mm-hmm. And she said she, there was just no reason for her to be so rude. And I think that was like, um, I think that's why. I mean, Cher, anyone who has worked with Cher says not, has nothing but nice things to say. And, yeah. she, you know, not that Madonna is not a good person. We mm-hmm. Everybody has a different modus operandi. Yeah, I'll have an almond. No, you know what? I'll have a full fat latte. Yeah. Got any sugar? Yes. The white stuff? Sure. Processed shit? 
Yeah, it's over there. Serve yourself. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and her, you know, hers is just being a fucking bitch. I'm just kidding. Um, but well, I mean, Nadia, I, I don't know if you know this. I got the pleasure of... I'm, Everyone on the podcast has heard this story multiple times. So I, I apologize, okay. I apologize no, for tell, our listeners. Hell, not no. I, I, during the Madame X show that Madonna just wrapped up, she would come down into the audience and sit down next to a, a person in the audience and talk with them. Oh, I, was, I was one of the lucky person no. in, in Philadelphia who got to sit next to her. My friend Sean and I, she big, quote unquote interviewed us. <gasps> and when I say... She was <laughs> slightly abrasive. I, I'm like, I'm not kidding. Like, so that if Cher had said that, I can totally understand why. Because, you know, yes, I was a bit starstruck because you know Madonna's sitting right of next course. to you in the seat, and you're staring at her, and she's holding the microphone, asking you questions, and you know, I mean, I run a fucking Madonna podcast, and she asks me, "What do I? What's my takeaway of the Madame X show?" And I'm just sitting there stumbling through words like i didn't have an answer at the ready this and- is a test this is a test what have you learned so far <laughs> um and it right in in um 50 words or less it's true and i was just like i i, I i'm thinking in my head i'm like just start talking and maybe an answer will come to you. And I just got lost in her crystal clear blue eyes and said, I have no idea what I'm talking about right now. And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about either, baby. And, you know, (laughs) I mean, it was one of those like most brilliant conversations to have with someone like her because she doesn't budge. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're not a celebrity, she does not give you. I mean, she was flirty with some people, but yeah, for me, not she just you. was not having it. <laughs> she she didn't miss an opportunity yeah. to diss New Jersey either, you know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> was there was there any warmth? So you're saying there was no like little wink or sparkle or warmth? It was she she did sort of like curse at the audience to tell them to shut the fuck up so that we could answer our questions. And my friend Sean and I had dressed as the first outfit in the show, and so she complimented our outfit. But like when you're in the moment, you don't like she's running the show, and so she doesn't let you sort of like. Oh, Madonna, I love you. You know, like if you say my friend Sean was like, you're an icon. And she's like, that's a social construct. What did you really think? <laughs> you know, like she wouldn't even take the compliment. So, uh, yeah, she's a tough interview, I, I got to say. Yeah. Well, you know who else could not take a compliment and hated them? And we were told never, ever to do it was Joan Rivers. Mm. Oh, wow. Yes, because she does not like it. And I get, I, I have trouble taking compliments. I, I think like... A creative people in general probably do. I'm not that way. Compliment me all the way you want. Unless it's my appearance from a a man. (laughs) Like a hot guy. Like it's uh, Chris Rock. Women need two things, shoes and compliments. I will not meet you if you do not tell me I am beautiful (laughs) and sexy and I need it. I need it all the time. But, well, I mean, I can't, I can't see you today, but I think you look fa- fucking hot today. Thank oh, yeah. you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> so I, I want to know, you know, I'm obviously you, in order to do Madonna and share, you, you must have to do extensive research for, for them. Correct. I mean, like how, how do you go about choosing the, the material that you want to talk about or how do you plan it? I mean, obviously you've had to watch them to get the voice and yeah. the well, some subject well, Not matter. only that, but you have to choose the wigs too. Well, to be honest, you know, 
Madonna, like I said, it, it, it's a weird talent that I have. It's like a, a musical ear that I can Im- do impressions of people. In terms of studying them, like if I got someone like Callista Flockhart or, <laughs> or which I have for a while, I was so broke and I was doing these radio things where they would have me do different. They'd say, you got to do Paul Abdul tomorrow. Can you do this Paul Abdul thing? And I would do it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know I could do it until they told me to do it. Mm-hmm. But growing up as a Jew-Italian and when Farrah Fawcett was the ideal of beauty, Cher, which not unlike the Kardashians now, was Armenian, but whether you were Puerto Rican or Asian mm-hmm. or uh, whatever, uh, Greek, Italian, she was an antidote to that. And Yeah, I looked to her. I was, I'm Latin and I'm like, well, Cher's the closest thing to brown that I can <laughs> right? find, <Yes>. you know? <laughs> a, a different beauty ideal, even with all the stuff she did to herself. And so when I'm, and with Madonna, she did inform my, um, my teenage years. And I think, you know, just like in the movie, uh, working girl it, where Melanie Griffith is trying to make it in a man's world. And she wants to retain her femininity. Like Madonna said, my sexuality makes me strong. It doesn't mm-hmm. make me, I'm boy toy in, as a wink. Like you don't have to be the Sigourney Weaver character in working girl to make it. You can be, your sexuality makes you strong. I, I, I hear all these gay men about feeling how she liberated them. So what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say is I inadvertently studied them my whole life. So when mm-hmm. I went to go do the impression, I mean, I was a big Madonna fan. Like I made my dad buy the Playboy and Playgirl and bring it home <laughs> for me. And my mom is from Italy. She came here when she was 12 to America. She was a Madonna fan. Like my sister and my mom got me the sex book for Christmas, but I think it's only because they wanted it really. <laughs> um, a family moment. <laughs> yes. So no, so that in answer to your question, like, um, uh, if I'm doing an impression in general, whoever it is, I do, I, I study it and I, I, I'll watch clips and I'll say, I'll find their ticks with, you know, what are their ticks? And I'll just listen, but it is a weird talent. I can't explain how I do it. it. Um, but I, I think most of my material from, uh, of Madonna and Cher is sort of me looking at the world and what I think of the world and then funneling it through what it must it be like to look at the world th- through the kind of mask you have to wear mm-hmm. as a, as a pop star, you know? Mm-hmm. So Cher talks about how, you know, some days I, I wake up and, and I, I don't want to be Cher. You know, I want to <laughs> wander the aisles of Trader Joe's horny and afraid to make eye contact with the rest <laughs> of you, you know? And so like, um, so I guess that's how I, it, it's gotta be something that interests me. And then I'm mm-hmm. sort of putting it through the funhouse mirror of those ladies, if that makes sense. Yeah. So Nadia, when did you discover Madonna as a child? Oh, when she first came, I was a Madonna wannabe. I think, uh, you nice. know, nice. Oh, we have to see pictures. I want to see pictures. Uh, Break yeah, down yeah. the looks. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, desperately seeking Susan. One of, of the best movies ever made by, ever, ever. by uh, Susan Seidelman. Uh, that's what I, when I saw that movie, I was like, that's what I want to be. I uh, that's to what I thought too. I, who didn't right? go straight to the mall to get your outfit? <laughs> right, but to, but to be an artist, I wanted to be like an artist living on the, in the low, on the Lower East side, like be Susan. And I saw, I think I liked her before then. 
I mean, her first album, I, I, I was a Madonna fan from the beginning through all her incarnations. So, um, as soon as she hit the scene. Yeah, me too. The first time I heard Borderline, I was like, who is this woman and yeah. why is she talking to me? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Madonna's the reason why I moved to New York. You know, like she made it just look like it was the place to be. Right. She came with just $35 for ballet slippers and no gag reflex. <laughs> yeah, and I worked really hard. My dream came true. <laughs> I love when she talks about um, sitting in the abandoned basement of a synagogue in Queens, living, listening to Elvis Costello records and practicing the same three chords on the guitar over and over and over again. Remember in her speech with mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <laughs> but, yeah. but you know what? Was, you know what she doesn't get respect for? Her sense of style. She has the mm-hmm. best sense of style. Like she was kind of the first to rock athleisure, like to rock the like the the, the tracksuit, yeah, yeah, and the fishnets, and even her look came from the street. No stylist it came no, up. With and that re- look. Remember that that look in the late eighties with the uh, the cut off jeans and the Doc Martens and the white t shirt or tank top. I mean, yeah. that was like. Madonna gave everyone that look, you know? Yes. I forgot about that look. That that was around the second And the rosary. Time. And the rosary. Yeah. How yeah. many rosaries do you own, Nadia? Um, not a lot. I have my mom's <laughs> cross. My mom's cross from Italy. I have, I mean, I have prop ones, like cheapo ones. Mm-hmm. Um, not a ton. I'm not big into organized religion, but you got to love Jesus. I mean... Oh, yeah, he's the yeah. best, most famous gay guy ever, right? Well, I mean, I, I just I grew up Catholic, and we had them around the house all the time. But then, after like a prayer, I started wearing them, and my mother's like raising an eyebrow, like, <laughs> you know, that's for praying, right? <laughs> it's like, listen, people worship in different ways, you know, <laughs> right? You do both on your knees, uh, and she just couldn't understand Amen. why my room always smelled like patchouli too. <laughs> <laughs> How, have you have you guys been to every one of her concerts? Alas, I, I have not. I have only been to two. No, three. I've been to oh, which ones did you go to? Blonde Ambition, the, uh-huh. best. the best. Well, I mean, if you're going to go yeah. see, if there was a Madonna show in the past to go see, that is the one to go see. Yeah. Oh my god! And I still think it was. And I saw that one. I had a friend get me a ticket to Sticky and Sweet, mm, where nice. at the end she had just broken up with Guy Ritchie, and she. <laughs> Double judges to uh, in hot pants and for a very uncomfortably long time at the end. <laughs> Screaming, right? Um, uh-huh. That one was okay. I saw Madame X and I enjoyed it. But yeah. I oh, you, you at the will turn? Yes. No, oh, nice. My and but I did not see. But I still think Blonde Ambition. It was. I don't know. I love the themes of Catholicism, and I. I they're, they're different. They're different. Yeah. But I just maybe, mm, if I had to pick, I would do um, Blonde Ambition. Not that yeah, I didn't absolutely. like Madame X, but. It was a, di- well, Madame X is a different format, I think. it's You can't really compare Madame X to Blonde Ambition because I think she's trying to achieve two different things. Absolutely. Did you, did you enjoy Madame X as far as, um, you know, her talking to the audience? I did extended I thought, amounts of time. I did. I thought she was really working yeah. on her crowd work. 
And I think it came together. Um, Mm I loved, I loved like the human nature. God, that was so good. I'm, um, Mm. I loved the dance. What was the part where the, everyone's all the dancers, it was, she was not part of this, the choreography. It actually reminded me of Ryan Heffington who runs the sweat spot. Oh yeah. Uh, rescue me interlude. Oh my God. That was so good. The breath work. Yeah. I really loved it. Um, Tony, she cried. Worked really Tony, hard on cr- that. Tony cried at the Batuka dancers entering down the aisles. Oh, Nadia, I love the Batucaderas. They are so special. I'm so glad that Madonna bought them because it's one of the best purchases <laughs> she's ever made. You mean, yeah, she found the next on fleek um, um, Portuguese gypsy wedding band to reimagine holiday with. And she was lonely and lesbian going out to find the next. Uh, emancipated uncut nine incher <laughs> well, so, well so now because of madame x Speaking of which yes will mm-hmm. you be incorporating some of her lisbonese into yes. the next madonna incarnation well i do i've been doing it on stage i have oh, my yeah. i do i do Mad- madame x on stage and with these covid diaries um i oh, think brilliant be- Oh, they're so good. I'm going to, I'm working on some, uh, content that will incorporate that. So that's coming soon. Finally. Good. And another, I have, COVID another, another Madonna log. Yeah, well, yes. And I have to address, um, what happened with why the second season has not come. And that is because I really did fall into a kind of, it was twofold. First of all, like I said, I really, as, even when I make fun of her, which is my job, right. I respect and admire her and I really dislike when women tear down other women. I really like if I'm with a woman and a beautiful woman walks by and she's like, bitch, (laughs) I'm like later, bitch. Like I don't like (laughs) being around that energy. I don't like it. We may think it, you know, God, Mm -hmm. can I be that beautiful or, but to, because I had a really beautiful mother and I saw how mean women were to her. And so it became less to, in comedy. Sometimes to be good, you have to be cruel. Like you got to go there. And I was feeling less and less inspired to make fun of her. And, yeah. and I was going through this thing where I was trying to find my voice. And so I really uh, was writer's block. And then every two months she re-evolves and so all the information, all the material becomes obsolete. But I think I'm finally at a place uh, where I realized as an artist that it's it's not a um, linear journey. It's a mm. secular journey. Life is a circle. It's all my, mm-hmm. right? Is it like the Jungian snake biting his own tail? <laughs> that, that, um, but it's true. that, And so... Um, so yes, so that is why there's been such a, I had to take a break and then I was punishing myself. Yeah. What are you doing? And, <laughs> and I finally sort of gotten over myself. So, um, I'm ready to, 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 uh, do more Madonna material and other stuff too, but you know, no pressure, but I mean, everyone that I've spoken to in my circle and told them that you were going to be on the show, that's what they wanted me to ask you. And I said, listen, <laughs> Art happens on its own time, okay? No, well, I really, I really, no, I'm so glad I got to say it because it was, it, it was eating my guts out, mm-hmm. you know, because I, 
I want to give people that. And, and, and at, oh gosh, I, it really, really tormented me. But then the torment was stopping me from creating. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm finally, I'm out the other side of it and I'm happy about it and looking forward to it. Yes. Yes. So one of my all-time favorite sketches of yours is the Madonna and Child sketch, oh, which okay. features Madonna and Lourdes. I think that was the very first time I came to know who you were. I, I was, and it's a brilliant. If listeners, if you've not watched it, Madonna and Child, Google it. It's on Nadia's YouTube page, and it's absolutely it's actually hysterical. on Selena Luna's, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, it's not on yours. No, I'm a little resentful, but it's, but she's my sister and I love her, but yes, it's on Selene Luna's page, but you can look up Madonna and child. And I was going to say, how did you start working with Selene? Because she was, Um, she's amazing in that video. Oh yeah. We are sisters and I was like, love at first sight. And I think uh, Mario Diaz had a club called hot dog and it was at a club called the parlor. And I was the door person. And Selene came in one night to the club and we met and we just ran, ran, ran in the same circles. And she is just, if people don't know her, she's a, she opened up for Margaret Cho on the road. Yeah, she was even her. in a, a VH1 reality show with Margaret Cho. Um, she's also was a burlesque performer, toured with Dita Von Teese and the Velvet Hammer burlesque. She also had a similar story where she started in stand-up and then sort of left to go do burlesque and then came back. Uh, but yeah, so we met and just, we're, uh, we're, we're just, I just love her to pieces. So we have, we had fun. Uh, she actually got some deal with some streaming at the time there was some platform and they're like, we need to make material. And so we wrote that sketch. Uh, and then my friend Sal, uh, Salomo Levin directed it. My friend Krista Gall. Uh, did the sets and we shot it in a, one day and oh. it was so fun it was really fun hi mommy how do we greet each other in this house Lola <laughs> bonjour mommy I'm hungry Lola why don't you think for a moment how hungry people are in Malawi all the time I mean didn't you see mommy's documentary I am because we are I did the location scouting for it Where's your piece of mystical red string? I took it off for karate class. What did you get on your spirituality test? A minus. What did Rumor Willis get? I don't know. Did you see Demi? Yeah. How did she look? Fine. Was she nice or kind of a bitch? No, she's all right. She's nice. How do you say hello in Farsi? Marhaban. Marhaban, that's how you say it? It is. Très bien, very good. Mommy, I'm hungry. Why don't you just drink some water and stretch? <laughs> yeah, your your sketches are really, really. I like. I I marvel at how detailed oriented they are. You mm-hmm. know, like if you want. I mean, other than the impression that you're doing, you know, the wigs, the makeup, the the references that you're doing. I mean, I think you did a whole uh, secret project revolution sketch where you're in prison, and it was like so like. <laughs> almost exactly to like what Stephen Klein did with her in that video. And I mean, it did look like a prison, <laughs> an editorial prison. <laughs> what is an editorial prison without a strong platinum bang? 
Um, <laughs> no, but uh, thank you very much because you know what, how I feel. I feel like that's the part where I I concentrate so much on the comedy and the writing that the really the wigs and all that stuff is usually like I'll like come up for air and I'm like okay, and then I'm like Ugh, now I got to do all the wigs. <laughs> And all that stuff. And really, um, so thank you very much. I appreciate that because uh, I actually, I can do my own makeup. I do my own makeup, but there's a really talented guy. His name's uh, Pavi Olivares, and uh, he did drag, and he really knows my face, and he is able to really do the makeup to make my face look like Madonna. Cher, I can just throw a wig on and I can <laughs> kind of pass as Cher, but Madonna and I don't really look alike. So thank you very much for that. I appreciate you saying that. Nadia, you were in a short film called uh, If We Took a Holiday, which is kind of Madonna adjacent. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I actually, um, when I was writing for Joan Rivers, I met a guy named Dennis Hensley. And this other, he had a friend named uh, Glenn Gaylord. And Dennis said to me, he said, um, you know what I would love one day for my birthday is for you to just be Madonna all day long with me. Would you just like do that? Like, and I was like, I'd love to do that for you, Denny, because I love, I love him. And he said, Oh my God, that would be the best short. Why don't we write a short about a guy who's just broken up with his boyfriend and he has a friend who's played by someone like you, who is kind of your life, a comedian who does Madonna. And they have this day together in LA where his friend as Madonna and makes his birthday wishes come true. And so um, that was the basis for that collaboration. And so we all three wrote it and all three directed it. And uh, But it was mostly Glenn Gaylord who did the directing. It, oh, um, my God. It's so funny. It took me uh, – I remember reading about it, and it took me forever to find it because it was, like, hidden in the in the depths of the interwebs. But once I found it, I – pull it out every now and then and just laugh. It's so funny, but it's, it's got a big heart and that's the best part about it. You know? Thank you. That's, I really love that about it as well. It's a feel good story and that's in my apartment. So you get to see, Oh wow. That's my, where I live. And, uh, in LA, when you see, you know, uh, coming out to the driveway and all Mm -hmm. of that. Um, yes, I'd like, I like the, um, the sentiment in it. Okay. Guys. Okay. Pause. (laughs) Madame X is a dog wrangler. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wolfies. Um, she used to have a chihuahua. What happened? Did it get whacked? No, she- actually, do you remember the actor Glenn Shadix? I think he's dead now. He played, he was in Beetlejuice and he played the preacher in Heathers. Okay. And yeah. um, when Madonna moved to London, she gave, uh, was it Bob? Pito, I think the name of the, it was actually she, she, he adopted the dog cause she was moving to England and um, yeah, he, he had that dog until he died. Oh, oh that's, that's what happened you to that dog. Yeah. The oh, one that I, she was see, uh, abusing thought, in the human nature video. I thought because <laughs> it was Madonna's dog, he got a book deal and just start touring on his own. I didn't know. I didn't <laughs> know. <he'd... laughs> A chihuahua. It was a chihuahua. It was a tiny little dog, right? When she was dating Wesley Snipes for that hot second, right? Oh, yeah. No, the dog makes an appearance in the human nature video, remember? Yes. (laughs) That's so funny. Doesn't it have like a little like leather hat or like a vest on or something? And she's like spanking him, you know, (laughs) because with the leather. Interspecies, (laughs) you know, bondage is always fun. Oh, my God. 
Uh, <laughs> wait, so um, Nadia, do you have uh, other than Cher and Madonna? I'm, I know you do other Im- impressions as well. Yeah, Calista Flockhart. Not all, not like <laughs> as in depth as Madonna, but I mean, no, I think I, I just I, I saw you had posted no, a, no, a no, sex a Sex in the City sketch. Yes. Yeah, I can. Like I said, it sounds very. It's I hate saying it because it sounds so egotistical, and I'm really not. I'm so <laughs> plagued with insecurity and self loathing. But I must say that I, I, it's a weird talent that if you give me 24 hours, or like, and you say do an impression of this person, I had I had never done Madonna before being on that show hype, and mm-hmm. I'd never done Sarah Jessica Parker before being on that show. The writers would just write something, and they'd say, "Can you do it?" And so, um, um, and and I'm more, so yes. So, uh, it's just, does the person interest me to do it? You know, like, uh, I also, I also am well known for doing Winona Ryder, um, who is also half Jewish. Um, her real name is Rachel Horowitz. Did you know that, guys? Her real yeah. name, Rachel. Yeah, she her her godfather's like Timothy Leary, right? The yeah. Godfather of acid, and she chose Ryder. They said because she was moving, and the truck pulled up. Ryder. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. No, relax. There are no cameras. I'm preparing to star in a Netflix original series where I play a crime-solving barista who's also a really bad mom, and I decided to immerse myself. Yes, she said that's why she chose that. Okay, these dogs are ridiculous and (laughs) so annoying. But does does it add a little verite? Yes, the it dogs does. In it, the background, the dogs it's real life. dogs out. They just, you know, it it just, sounds like you have a staff question. behind you. You know, taking right? care of business, you know? you're preparing. Um, you're getting. You're getting ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so and, um, oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say Jennifer Elise Cox does such a mean Kim Cattrall in Sex in the City. Uh-huh. I was floored by watching that clip. How well she did. She is brilliant. She is brilliant, not only at characters, but improv and mm-hmm. um, so brilliant. Yeah, I remember seeing her in the live Brady Bunch when I lived in L.A. And it was like, oh, my God, I couldn't tell her apart from, you know, Eve Plum. the character she was playing. Yeah. Yeah, and she's done it. She's worked a lot on TV. She was in Will and Grace and um, lots of stuff. She's, she's so funny. So, so funny. Yeah, I loved her in the Brady Bunch movies. She was so yeah. good. Iconic. Which is <laughs> construct. Um, how do you like her new, uh, Madonna's, oh, I was going to say, her new boyfriend. Who's celebrating a birthday today. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's, uh, they showed up on Instagram, you know, celebrating their love. How old is he again? He's... 20 what five yeah. 25 yeah. yeah and listen you know what <laughs> good for i her. have to say too no person as a person my i dated someone who was more than 15 years younger than me it came as a surprise i didn't expect it i fell in love i was like can this really be fucking happening like is there something wrong with me and yet a man never would have questioned that at all right. and mm-hmm. and also when you're a woman like Madonna, who's so powerful, 
men, she's an alpha. If there's a man mm. that's her same age, I imagine that there's probably competitiveness. Oh yeah. Totally. And, and you know, like no one's getting mad at any man for dating some woman who's like 30 years younger. There's, we, we like erect monuments to them. Like, to, oh, yeah. uh, to fucking who was who's a great guy who died the yeah Hugh Hefner or mm-hmm. Kevin Costner or any of these guys so I really think it's so unfair with the backlash even though I totally made fun of her in a video where I have children play um <laughs> and what? poor Brahim yeah but um yeah what do you guys think? You think it's unfair? Well, no, I mean it's that? it's exactly what you were saying. Like I don't know if you I saw today in the news Richard Gere who is 70 years old <sighs> is having a baby. And I thought I'm so sick of these 70-year-old men having children. It's like um you know you have to like take care of them. Right. Too, I was like, know? well, so he basically his money is going to nanny that child yeah. when he dies and he's not allowed around to watch that kid graduate from high school or college. Absolutely. I even read an article that that children who have older parents, they experience a lot of anxiety, like knowing that they're not going to be around, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if a child is born and it's healthy, it's a blessing and a wonderful thing, you know, and a child needs love. And as long as the kid has love, that's cool. But yeah, it's like, who else? Oh, didn't Mick Jagger knock Yeah, Mick Jagger has like a bunch of toddlers. Yeah, Yeah, a bunch of toddlers. (laughs) No, seriously, like in the last five years, he's had a bunch of children. And, you know, it's not just who she dates, too. I mean, remember last year, uh, Madame X, the album, came out on the same day as Bruce Springsteen's album. And none of the reviews of Springsteen's record did they ever talk about his age. But in every single Madame X review, they just talked about 61 year old Madonna. Yeah, it's know? always yeah. Madonna, comma, 61, comma. Mm-hmm. It's never yeah. Bruce Springsteen, comma, 85, however old he is. I don't know. <laughs> no, I really, I was struck by that by the recent um, Super Bowl performance where people just were like, they're 50, like there were funny memes, like people realize that 50 year old women are hot or can be hot, you know? I mean, the whole range of reactions to that was Mm -hmm. just uh, uh, fascinating and gross, but like, I loved it. But what I was going to say is JLo, if it were not for Madonna, I don't think people like JLo would be feeling so comfortable to be so Mm -hmm. sexual and um, Madonna really paved the way for that. Hells yeah. Madonna well, taught her how to be Latin too, you know. Say it again. <laughs> Stop it. I mean, Madonna taught JLo how to be Latin. I mean, La Isla Bonita. Right, you know, right. And- exactly. Always have faith in the Latin market. You can always <laughs> bust out your Toreador. Remember, she had it for, right? Where's the party? Where's yeah. the party? She saved it and then she used it for her Minotaur myth. Her rebel heart. See? Living for love. Right? <laughs> I'll never dress like a schlub or take <laughs> off these lace gloves. Join <laughs> a black up singer. Done. Done. <laughs> do you, do you sing? It, do you sing a lot in your stand-up? I do. You know, I love to sing, and I don't have a strong voice, but I can. I, I grew up. I realize now, and you know who I heard did this. Jewel, interestingly mm. enough, heard growing up in her hippie upbringing that she learned how to sing by imitating like Etta James and Billie Holiday. And I realized I did the, the same thing. 
so, um, so yeah, I sing as Cher. I sing as Madonna. I sometimes sing as myself. I'm wanting to do that more. Yes, um, do it more. I see a cabaret show. Absolutely. Yeah, and, the Madame X, Madame X cabaret. Well, you know what that <laughs> remind, was, um, reminds me of in terms of Madonna and her career? You know what I, show I would love to see of Madonna? Her on it, like her doing like a Sandra Bernhardt type, type show. Mm-hmm. Madonna oh, yeah, totally. not, is not definitely not the comedian that Sandra is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's call a spade a spade. Nothing against yeah. garden, garden implements. Um, that, <laughs> that uh, I would love to see a show where she gets on stage and just talks to the audience and then sings songs acoustically. I don't need yeah. to see her dance. Let her rest. She yes. needs to rest. <laughs> Okay. So like, and I would love that to me. And, but it's interesting. I say that to my gay friends who are rabid fans and they're like, no, you had like, we love the spectacle. (laughs) We love the production value, but I would love to see her unplugged. Yeah. I I actually want to see that too. And I, the reason I loved Madame X so much is because it was kind of going in that direction, but I want, I want like, an evening with Madonna telling stories, you know? Yes. Or maybe just putting people down for two hours, you know, I'll do that too. <laughs> yeah, but actually be vulnerable, like ask these yeah. questions, like what was it, you know, you know, what was the worst experience you ever had in Hollywood? Like Cher's very honest about that. Yeah. She talks about being told that she's, you know, not attractive enough because she's uh, or over the hill when she was 40. This one time when it was her birthday and she was told by these big filmmakers, I forget why they weren't going to cast her because she was not sexy or viable anymore, you know, and she, she's vulnerable. And I feel like, Madonna still, it's why she has challenges acting mm-hmm. is that you, you, she can't relinquish control and be vulnerable. The most vulnerable. And, and she said, which is so true. She said, when you sing, you are the most vulnerable. You can't lie when mm-hmm. you sing. And, it, and it's why I've always loved her voice. And I always hate when people say she's not the best singer because I'd rather and uh, I'd rather hear Louis Armstrong than Mariah Carey go, ah, ah! like I would rather hear emotion. <laughs> yeah. And in, in Madonna's voice, there is such emotion. And I, mm-hmm. and you can tell it's a time when she can really be vulnerable, but she has trouble in acting yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, there were moments of vulnerability and swept away, but you know, that, can also oh, be Jesus. Oh, That's the God. movie you go to, swept away. <laughs> yes, I have to say, I am half Italian. It was a labor of love. The original, did you ever see the original? By oh, me? yeah, the original oh. where, you know, she's asking him to sodomize her, you know. Sodomize me and his blue eyes, they open. I mean, how fucking good was that movie? It was so good. It's like, oh, please. And, and then Guy Ritchie and Madonna remade it. Bonk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She looked good. Oh yeah, she did. Of course, you know what I heard. I heard uh, gossip that the actress who was in what was the movie about? It was the English movie that she wasn't in that she just directed. What was it? W E Wallace and Edward. Yes. Who was the the lead actress in that? Um, I have to say the name correctly. Andrea Riseborough. Oh yes, (laughs) said that she was very. She's worked with a lot of directors and that Madonna was very cold and very standoffish Mm. and not very involved in the process. Like she said, Mm. it was not, she said it was not like a very nurturing experience 
Um, and you'd expect a woman to a woman, it would be more so, you know, but, um, but Nadia, I have, I have to say though, I mean, Madonna did do the work though. I mean, she took the F train to find out what it was like to be in the subway. So she could film it for the film. I mean, that's, that's dedication. True. Very true. She did her research. (laughs) Stefan, is it time for my favorite part of the podcast? I think it might be time. So Nadia. It's time. For yeah. the lightning round. Yes, okay. every every episode we do a little lightning round question. It's just a off the top of your head, wherever you're at in your life at this moment. They're all Madonna-related okay. questions, so you oh, should be great. a pro. It's very, very simple. Okay. Um, but it, it can change tomorrow. It doesn't have to be forever. So okay. first question. <laughs> yeah. Favorite Madonna music video? Um, like, oh, God, it's in between Express Yourself and Like a Prayer... I'm going to say express yourself yeah. for the hot man. I just love that dance she did in the, in the pinstripe outfit, the whole idea of the proletariat and her is the, mm-hmm. uh, I like, but I also love me some borderline. Mm, yeah. Classic. Yeah. Oh, but Oh God, it's so hard. Fuck. I love human nature. The video. It's so I'm mm-hmm. not answering these questions. Uh, let's well, go but you know, part. you do know that the, 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 the reoccurring theme that you're finding in all of those videos, she has a flawless lip. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. I, I mean, every lip in her video, it's just flawlessly done. Of if we course. could all have a lip like that. Right. <laughs> well, and so uh, actually off that next lightning round question, favorite Madonna look can be from a video, a movie, a concert, magazine spread. Your favorite Madonna look. Desperately seeking Susan. Yeah. Yeah. You've never done vintage Madonna, have you? I did on that show hype, and I'm trying to find it. I am going to find it. Uh, Yes. East Madonna. Are clips from hype available on YouTube? They are not. I have them, though. I uh, Mm. um, and so I am slowly disseminating them. But they are hoarding. She's hoarding them. Yeah. I put the whore in hoarding. Yeah, TLC is about to do a hoarding Madonna log edition. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I remember that show when it was on. It was like Blink of Your Music. Oh, you do? Yeah, it was like um, because I was one of those WB queens. I was watching Popular and Charmed and Buffy and then this show. Felicity, Felicity. Right. And then there was that other show, The Superstar USA. Roswell. Um, Oh, yeah. The one about the wrestler, Nikki. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so then you know, so basically, any show that comes on the WB, regardless of what the content is, you just watch it because you're a WB queen. So um, yeah, it came on, and I remember like I my VCR didn't work, so I couldn't tape the episodes when I was at the tea dance. It was it was a mess, but, but I do remember seeing <laughs> a couple of them. <laughs> uh, okay, it last... was on Sunday nights, right? Yes, yeah, Sunday nights yeah. after Steve yeah. Harvey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that, at least. The, the audience got a treat after they were finished watching that show. <laughs> uh, favorite Madonna movie. I think we already covered this, but. Yes. Desperately seeking Susan. Yeah. Hands yeah. down. Even better than, Ev- I don't know. I enjoy it more than Evita, even though Evita was good. I'd have to say uh, DSS. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so I'll ask you a, a, a fourth question because we've asked some some of the guests this question. Do you have a favorite piece of Madonna memorabilia? 
do mm, like that I purchased that was like poster t-shirt oh I do sex, sex have, book I do I have the sex book and by the way it was supposed to fall apart that was a comment <laughs> On the you know the disposability <laughs> of postmodern um, ideas about sexuality and race. Um, no, I have my friend, good friend Travis Walk, who is a Madonna f- a file as well, got me the Desperately Seeking Susan 1987 calendar, and I have it in my kitchen. So side by each, I have the Madonna calendar and a current calendar, and every year I cycle through. And check in with Madonna uh, from her looks from Desperately Seeking Susan. Oh my oh, God, I gotta fun. see that calendar. It's gotta yeah, have like. I'll send you some pictures. I'll send oh, you all the looks, do. right? Yeah. I adore oh. it. And it has it has Des in it, you know. Um, oh, mm-hmm. Aiden Quinn was uh, so Aiden hot Quinn. in that movie. Can I tell you a quick question, a quick quick story. Yes, yeah, please. Uh, when I was living in uh, the East Village, I was working in a health food store. When I was like, uh, tw- how old was I? I was probably like thirteen, twenty something, nineteen or something. And 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 he came in. Uh, what's his name? Who played Des? What's Aiden his name? Aiden Quinn. Aiden Quinn. And oh my God, he's so fucking hot. And so he he was like, and I went over to him and he was like, (laughs) I was going to try and help him. And he's like, excuse me, uh, you don't know where the uh, eucalyptus oil is, uh, do you? And I went, yes, it's right over here. And I just want to say, I really respect your work. (laughs) which was really just like lie on top of me right now. That's really cool. <laughs> and he said, and he went, he looked at me with those earnest eyes and said, mm. thank you. And I just, it was wonderful. Anyway, yeah. So I had a Des moment. Um, I, I, I once met the cinematographer, Ed Lockman of Desperately Seeking Susan, and I just wanted to sit him down and talk to him for hours. And he just rolled his eyes. He's like, you know, I've worked for four decades. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've, I've worked on a lot of films. I, I'm not going to remember that movie you're talking about. And I was like, I almost started crying. I was like, how could you not remember the one film that you should be proud of? Right. <laughs> no, that's funny. I think I met Bernadette Peters once at a reading, and I was like, and I said to her that I loved her in The Jerk, and someone was like, mm. oh my God, you did not. You did not, <laughs> Nadia. You did not. I was like, it's a great movie. She was adorable in it. And they were like, mm-hmm. she's done so many other things besides the jerk. You're gonna mention the jerk? I was like, oh, come off it. Yeah, so if you were involved with Desperately Seeking Susan and you see me coming, that's what you're gonna get. You know? <laughs> 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 uh, wow, well, Nadia, thank you so much for joining us today oh, and taking time out of your busy COVID. I know, I feel like schedule. I could just want to keep talking Madonna. You're great to I talk to Madonna about. You. Oh, thank you. It was so fun. It was so fun. And well, when this is all over and you go on tour, please come back and just plug the shit out of it, okay? I will. I will. I promise. Now, wait. Now, where are you both based? Where are you? New York based? City. You're both? All right. So, yes, mm-hmm. I will be back when I'm back on stage. Oh, God uh, knows. When, whenever this pandemic blows stage. over. Yes. Yeah. I'll probably be at where I was last time at Club Coming, which is Alan Cummings. Oh, yeah. In the oh, village. Yeah. And so I did Anxious and Dangerous there. So I'll, I'll definitely be back there. And if I'm going to be posting new videos on my Instagram, so if people want to follow N-A-D-Y-A-G-I-N-S-B-U-R-G, like the notorious RBG, uh, <laughs> um, I'll be releasing more videos and, 
And yes, we're all going to get through this together, right, guys? We're going to hook or by crook. We're, we're going to, yeah. like Madonna says, we will rise. Yeah. You can also find Nadia at nadiaginsberg.com. It's a really great website with lots Thank of you. good links. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you so much. Um, before we go, we want to thank all of you listeners. Um, we've loved, you know, being able to put shows on for you guys during this crazy time, but uh, we're all in it together and, um, you know, just tune in and, and we'll be here for you. If yes. You keep it together. Keep it together. Yeah, keep it together. Keep, keep questions it together. or concerns. Keep you can find us. <laughs> Sorry. Family is gold. Yeah. So uh, find us on our Instagram at MLBC podcast. You can also drop us a line at MLBCpodcast.com. And also before we go, I would like to shout out one of our sponsors, promotional consideration for this episode by Dream Lag, the debut novel by Michael Vance, pre-releasing chapter by chapter for a limited time only at patreon.com forward slash Michael Vance. And that's spelled V-A-N-C-E, you know, like Vivian Vance. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, um, goodbye. See you later, Stefan. Take Great care, to everyone. Talk to you today, Nadia. Thank you. Thank you.